your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming on to the UCB. everybody how are you i like that this is the second to last put your hands together ever thanks for coming what are you sad you guys don't get to be sad i'm the divorced dad looking dude i'm the only one that gets to be sad (laughs) no give it up for this fucking show it's been going for six and a half years No thanks to these assholes. We went out, went to Pier 1, got these chairs last minute. They didn't even show up! I don't know why I'm screaming like this. That is not the kind of comedian I am. Give it up for everybody in the back. They can hear you, all the comics on the show. (laughs) I mean, for real, look at this outfit, though. This thing is ridiculous. I look like the quirky video store clerk that just like has little jokes. Oh, there you guys are. We got you those chairs and everything. Just got done washing all the cars in my neighborhood. <laughs> also look like Poochie. That's his name, right? From the Simpsons? Like, is that, that's his name? I was texting my friend and I was like, yeah, I'm just doing a solid blank check look. (laughs) I look like I'm just currently in that movie all the time. No one believes I'm 36 going on 37. They're like, you're in blank check. What's happening? (laughs) I do, like, I just have completely let go, well, of a lot of anger, but also just of anger generally in the world. Because I'm like, yeah, I do look like a child. I look like a toy of a child. I look like a my buddy. (laughs) Anybody else have my buddy? No. Everybody else had kid sister? (laughs) No! (laughs) I had a cricket and a Teddy Ruxpin. (laughs) Let's see. Yeah, I said divorced dad. Been taking drum lessons. (laughs) Thanks. Somebody's very judgmental about that. I actually had to take a break, but I was taking drum lessons from a gentleman named Ulf. He was very kind to me. And then I broke it down. I realized I was paying a man $40 per half hour to be kind. <laughs> totally worth it. Just in a room with mirrors and a man being like, you're doing great. I was like, I've needed this my whole life. <laughs> He was like, you're a natural. I can't wait till you come back next week. He gave me a high five and I was like, wow, I am good at drums. And then he walked out and he was like, hey man, you ready for the next lesson? And gave the kid a high five. (laughs) That's good shit. Also, I have sad news. My chiropractor, he has a therapy parakeet who I like to call a therakeet for economy of language. (laughs) His name is Edgar. And uh, one time I went in there and I thought he was just like an emotional support therakeet, you know? I thought he was just there for my chiropractor who is like a very LA sort of chiropractor. He's like crystals and pan flutes and stuff. And he's got this therakeet and so I went in I wasn't feeling too good that day. And then my chiropractor was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm great. <laughs> and the therakeet was like, ah! <laughs> I was like, you earned that certificate, Edgar. You really put your beak into those books and you really learned some techniques. You're an empath, aren't you, Edgar? <laughs> These are your crystals. I, I see now. Is that pink moonstone? I see you. It's an emotional path. I see you. 
Um, but he uh, recently passed away. And so I just wanted to let everybody know that because I told my chiropractor as I was leaving, I was like, I actually have like a joke about it. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. And people really like it. They laugh. I don't know. It's funny. And I'm not really, I'm not making fun of I'm actually, and he's like, I'm so glad that he's living on in your joke. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> that poor little parakeet had a goddamn heart attack. I didn't know they could do that. I know. I know. He was like, he had a heart attack and his, his legs were paralyzed. I was like, how did you know? I know that's a lot of information for all of you, but like, I'm still trying to understand, like, how can you tell if a parakeet's legs are per... I don't... Are you like... Do you have a little hammer? <laughs> oh, that's such a good bird joke! Shit. Their knees are backwards! <laughs> Unless they're the jumpy one, then what, does their neck go like that? That's their knees? Okay. Anyway, um, let's see. This is a clearly fully rehearsed set list of jokes. <laughs> I haven't been writing that many jokes. Although I did get home. I live in a duplex, and it's very gay. My neighbors are uh, a gay male couple, and the one of them is often only wearing cutoffs. <laughs> I'm just like, this is my dream come true. But I got home and I had gotten a package from an evil corporation and uh, <laughs> walked up. I was like, what's up, dude? And said hi. And I saw the package on my steps and it's very close to where he was sitting. And he, just, he goes, I hope he didn't get me in my Speedo. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know when you're a human being and you see somebody and you're like, I'm going to tell them how I was outside in my Speedo and the UPS man dropped it over the fence took a photograph and I am worried that I was caught in that photograph and all you say is I hope he didn't get me in my speedo because you ran the whole thing out in your own brain and you only say the end of it and I was going he was like if I see you use that for a bit I'll never talk to you again for me to have already performed with him in a speedo behind me for a year and I was like I, I don't know what you're talking about I just got socks in the mail that's very funny he's adorable it's very gay there's a dead rat in my apartment I had a mouse in my toilet on the 4th of July <laughs> I got up on the 4th of July, been doing a lot of work on myself. I move a little bit slower. I don't yell at people about wearing a Speedo and maybe being caught in a photograph. <laughs> I take a couple breaths before I put that information out there. But I got up on the 4th of July. I woke up, walked into my bathroom. I personally like to leave both lids down. <laughs> my people right here. I have no judgment if you don't. I just think I'm a better person than you. <laughs> Why is the lid there if you don't put it down? You know what I'm saying? This person also agrees. Also, if you're a person that's worried about poop on your toothbrush, put the lid down. Slow down, put the lid down. Put the lid down. So put the lid down. It was down. And I went into the bathroom, and because I've been slowing down just ever so slightly in my life, I opened the lid to pee, and I did not just do one of these moves, <laughs> which is something that I've done in the past, and found myself peeing all over the place. <laughs> I opened the lid, and I looked into the toilet, and I went, oh! Because <laughs> a little face looked at me. It registered as a face. You've seen my perspective. Here's the opposite perspective of what I saw. I went, ooh. But what was looking at me from the toilet was, ah. Now, I wish that mouse was also wearing this outfit. Because <laughs> then I would be like, this is an adventure. I've got a tiny motorcycle in here somewhere. 
watched the shit out of that thing and I couldn't tell you anything that happens other than that mouse rides a motorcycle. <laughs> so I was like, I think there was a mouse in there. And then I opened the lid and it was like, ah! <laughs> yep, there's a mouse in there. So I sent, I got my candle making equipment. <laughs> Thank you. A notebook. Some gardening gloves. And then I stood there and went, this is what I pay rent for. I'm texting my landlord. <laughs> I don't really want to get a rabies shot on the 4th of July, although that is kind of America these days. <laughs> so I sent my landlord a text. I was like, hey man, there's a rat in the toilet. I knew it was a mouse, but I wanted to tick it up a notch, you know? <laughs> so then I put the phone down. I had also put like boots on top of the toilet. I was like, you can't get out now. <laughs> also, there was tiny little poops in there. So like he was stuck in there and also going, well, I might as well. <laughs> and then my landlord just goes, weird. <laughs> so then he came over to get it. And he got it. I was gone. And then I came back and he was like, it's gone now. And uh, do you leave your doors open all the time? I was like, no, idiot. What's wrong with you? He's like, I'm not trying to blame you. I was like, that's precisely what you're doing, asshole. That's not what I said. I was like, no. <laughs> and then that same night, well, then he left. And literally the moment that my landlord left, the earthquake started. But I, we didn't know. None of us knew that was going to happen. That's the whole thing about earthquakes. It starts happening, and you're like, what the fuck? What the, wait, what? What? Huh? Huh? What? Huh? So I was standing in my apartment, and I just heard this, like, scratching noise, and I was like, they're coming for me! Like, I just... It literally sounded like a parade of mice coming after me. Like, how dare you call the landlord for this? You're supposed to give us little outfits. Then I realized it was the earthquake, and then that other one happened. I just sat on my couch, and I was like, wow. <laughs> so then the next day, there was a dead rat in my apartment. I was like, man, it smells in here. That's weird. And I was, like, cleaning up. I had some flowers in my apartment, like, trying to make it nice in there. And I had, like, a hearty bouquet in the fireplace. And I was like, I should probably, uh, it was like, artichokes and a besta. Look it up. It's cool shit. I'm cool. I got a Mountain Dew hat on. I'm fucking cool. And I was like, you should, I guess you should probably clean this up. And I went, oh! And there was a fully dead rat. It had no eyeballs. It was there for a minute. And I think that my dog got it, which is like, dude, how did you do this? And I didn't see you. Because the rat was just like, no! Like, I'll clean it up. So I got a trash bag and used it like a poop bag. And as soon as I felt the weight of the dead rat, I was like, no! And then it fell on my calendar, which I felt was very symbolic. So I just threw all of it in the trash. But that is, this is the sign that I've been doing a lot of work on myself. I didn't like lose my shit. I didn't call a million people. I just looked up symbolism of dead rat. <laughs> and I was like, accurate. It was. It was. How much time do I have, Hannah? Three minutes, great. I'm going to do 20. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I feel like there's one thing that I did want to say. The therakeet. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can say this other stuff later, I guess. But <laughs> I, uh, I also, like, man, I've just been, like, I've been a negative person a lot of my life. And just, like, felt like, oh, bleh. Everything sucks or whatever. I was remembering the other day when I was like nine, I was wearing a jean jacket and I had uh, like one uh, a tape, you know, like a Walkman, but like an off brand. It wasn't a Sony Walkman. It was like a Kobe Walkman or whatever. <laughs> I had sold a bunch of magazines or some shit. So I got that and <laughs> somebody got me towed the wet sprocket <laughs> for my birthday and it was raining. So I decided to put it in my inside pocket and then listen to Toad the Wet Sprocket at like age nine and go sit on my swing set and just be like, Aah! like, Aah! like life is so 
my own swing set. So recently a friend was like, hey, I'm going to see Paul McCartney. Do you want to go? And I was like, sure. He asked me like a bunch of months ago. So I was still in my like, whatever, Paul McCartney. Sure, I'll go. Some people are relating to this. The other people who aren't will get there. There's some people that are like, yeah, whatever, Paul McCartney. That's how I, I was like, could take it or leave it. What a fucking attitude that is. Paul McCartney, 76 years old, was in The Beatles. Mm, I could take it or leave it. There's only two of them left. Who gives a shit? (laughs) So the day comes and I have a complete turnaround. I literally like, I hit fucking bottom and I put my expectations on everything all the way Lower than this cord. Lower than this microphone cord. And they remain down there. That is the key to life. I'm serious. Your expectations down on fucking everything. On fucking everything in your life. It sounds nihilistic. It's not. It's the most freeing fucking thing you'll ever do in your life. And I went to see Paul McCartney. And one of my least favorite Paul McCartney songs is Obla Dee, Obla Da. I think I've heard it once, and I was like, fuck this song! <laughs> the, only, the only worse Paul McCartney song than this is, birthday, happy birthday to you! They're both birthday songs! I hated them both my whole life. This guy set his expectations all the way down on the ground. Paul McCartney starts singing, oh, blah, dee, oh, blah, da. And I had a smile on my face. <laughs> And I sang Obla oh, Dee, Obla oh, Da to all of Dodger Stadium. And then I followed it up with this past Sunday singing Obla oh, Dee, Obla oh, Da in a fucking karaoke setting. <laughs> and none of the lyrics were translated properly. <laughs> Cool. That's it. Also, Paul McCartney drank water one time. He performed for three hours. He's 76 years old. He wore tiny little beetle boots. And me and my friend, my friend that went, he was a little like surly too. You know, he was like, he was super into it, but he was also being, you know, we were just kind of hanging out for a lot of this. And then he played Live and Let Die and shot off some fireworks and we're like, fuck it! And then came out for the encore. And he was, Paul was like, I got my friend here. And we looked at each other. We were like, who the fuck is this shit going to be? And then he goes, here's my friend, Ringo Starr. And me and my friend both went, Ringo! Shea Stadium, you know what I mean? I grew some Velma bangs, it was <laughs> jankies, you know? <laughs> I don't know, check out the Beatles, they're pretty good. I also realized I was just sick of the Beatles because I've heard the, there's only one version of every fucking song. You can't hear other versions, they're dead. <laughs> So I got to hear Paul McCartney do other versions. I was like, oh shit, this is a banger. <laughs> you guys like it when I talk about death, don't you? Look up the symbolism of a dead run. I like making everybody uncomfortable. People are literally going, You guys ready to uh, see some other comedians? Great. We have so many great people on the show, and they're all friends, so I'm going to introduce them as friends. Uh, Each one is a friend, and this first friend is one of my favorite friends. Give it up for Ahmed Weinberg, everybody! Thank you so much. Give it up for my friend, everybody. My friend. 
Oh, what a joke of a life I live. It's <laughs> truly... I tried to turn off my TV with my car remote two times today. Not a joke. It happened in the morning and later as I was leaving. But it's a great, I mean, liberal bubble, baby. You know what I mean? It's fun. I do... If you drive a Subaru... Um, I just want to say, you don't need any bumper stickers on it. <laughs> That's just a PSA. Um, if you drive a Subaru, I know how you feel about everything. There's, <laughs> I've never seen a Subaru and been like, there's probably a gun in there. Um, I was heading to a comedy show the other day, and my mom called me, and I rejected the call. And then uh, she texted me, and I was like, oh, I'm going to a show. And then she responded, kill them. <laughs> Two words, kill them. Which is, I mean, she knows it's kill it. She knows. We've had this talk. I've told her, you can't text kill them. They're watching. They're watching your phone, Mom. The CIA, I like joking with her about that because she's Muslim, so I'm always like, you can't, you can't say that kind of shit, you know, because the CIA is monitoring my mom, which is probably the least fruitful bugging that they've ever had. Like, my mom's social media is so pure. Like, if you're sick of this ego fucking thing that we look at all day, just follow my mom. Because the CIA is following her, and um, <laughs> she'll just text me shit. She'll just be like, hey, did you see my Facebook today? And I just picture the CIA like, all right, let's check this out. And she just posts, like, it'll just be a picture of the garden at our house, and the caption just says, nice. <laughs> and I just picture these agents like, what does this mean? Is she... Like, it's so pure that it does seem coded in a way. Like, it almost looks like a terrorist attack, potentially. Her Instagram, it's just like a photo of a bird that's, like, very far away, you know? It's, like, 200 feet away. And she just zooms in on it. Like, she learned how to zoom. So it's, like, super blurry, just a kind of a bird, but it looks just sick. And then the caption just says, Friday. <laughs> and the CIA is like, what's going to happen? Friday. This is terrifying. <laughs> I saw my dad's dick recently. <laughs> I recommend it. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a sexual thing. It was just, you know, when you... You see your dad's dick when you're a kid, you know, and it fucks you up. When you're a kid and you walk in the bathroom, you're like, oh my God, like it's the biggest dick ever made. And that's the last time you see it forever. That's it. In your whole life, you're like, I've, my dick's fine, but my dad is huge. My dad has the biggest dick ever. And you never know that it's not. It should be a law. You should, your dad, when you're like 28, your dad should be like, here it is again. <laughs> Not in a weird way, but just like, you know, just so you feel fine. <laughs> I went to the Korean spa with my dad and, and saw his dick. And I'm, it was still a little bigger than mine, which <laughs> was sad. But it was like, if I felt better, you know. And if you're dating a guy whose dad died when he was young, you have to tell him. <laughs> That's dark, but it's true. You have to say, you'll, you'll never see your dad's dick again. It's not as big as you think. And I love you, and I'm sorry for your loss, but it wasn't. I love going home. I really do. I really... I miss being a kid. I miss before drugs and alcohol and sex when you were a kid and you would just get like really fucking dizzy does anyone remember getting dizzy that was our first escape from this mortal coil 
from this hellish landscape. Your friend would call you up. He's like, hey, Johnny's got a swing. We're going to twist that shit up and just... You would get so dizzy. You would just throw up hot dogs all over your friends. You'd be like, this is the best weekend of my life. And then we used to... Oh, my... My friend used to bring... He used to say, hey, come over. I'm going to uh, hold your chest against the wall. And you have to hold your breath... And uh, hold your chest. Nobody else? <laughs> Was I molested, actually? And I would pass. He's like, you're going to pass out. And I was like, that's amazing. My child brain was like, that's so cool. I'm going to pass out in your parents' basement. <laughs> I smoked tea, also. I used to roll a, I used to smoke tea bags. This is one of those sets where I'm like, yeah, this would be some relatable material, man. <laughs> Nobody rolled up Earl Grey tea in computer paper. You guys are weird, man. All right, thank you very much. Have a good night. A home at Weinberg, everybody, let him hear it. I was the king of getting passed out. I fucking loved that shit. As soon as I found that shit, I was like, it's on. I didn't smoke any tea, but I did get passed the fuck out. I would literally like just like try to stay at people's houses and be like, they're gonna pass me out. <laughs> like they have shag carpeting, this is gonna be cool. <laughs> I also I don't know. If I told you guys about gummy bears. I really like gummy bears. Also, do you guys remember the show Gummy Bears? <laughs> Dude, that song is the shit. The theme song to gummy bears. I love gummy bears. I can't sing, but Look it up when you leave here. Listen to it in your fucking car. It's that kind of a jam. But I like, I got off of uh, weed shit. I'm like fully off everything. So I'm better than everybody. Just kidding. So, <laughs> 10 people are like, yeah! Everybody else is like, boring. Pass me out! <laughs> But I did, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it, because I'm like, yeah, no, dude, I'm so chill. I'm so, I'm just chill about it. I mean, everybody smokes, but it's fine. Like, it's legal now. Just because something's legal doesn't mean you gotta do it. Okay. Guns are legal. I don't got a gun! <laughs> You're so on board with all my material tonight. <laughs> I'm so stoked to be just like ending the show I've done forever with material where you're like, I don't know. <laughs> it is the most ideal way to end six and a half years as a stand-up show to not prepare for it and everybody be like, we can tell. <laughs> I'm also just like in a place in my life where I'm like, I don't fucking know what to talk about. Some stuff I can't talk about. Some stuff you don't want me to talk about. <laughs> But I got off weed, and I'm stoked about it because I'm I'm like I'm gonna say I'm a better person for it, and I don't mean I'm better than anybody else. It's just like oh oh oh, I can still dress like this and not act like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! Because <laughs> like I'll just take all of it. I'll go to the store and be like, you know, I should just uh, you know just buy enough for a month. And then it's all gone. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I would buy like edibles and then I'd be like, eat one. I'd set a timer for an hour. And as soon as that shit went off, I'd eat the rest of them. Be like, I've got a high tolerance. <laughs> and then just be like, oh, no. Help. <laughs> 
that's what I like got off of all that shit. I literally got rid of all of it, except I have like one joint from the last night that I ever smoked pot because I have like a photo strip of me. I went to a party and they had weed there and they were giving it out. And they were like, and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> they were like giving it out. And I took a photo strip photo by myself. It was like a photo booth that you're supposed to be like with friends and hanging out. And I was like, not high. I did it by myself. So I like rolled that up and put it in the joint thing because I just want to, I don't know. I just have dreams of like packing it away and having it move to a bunch of different houses and then, you know, like six feet under style, just be like Claire in the bed and then somebody's like, Grandma, Grandpa, what are you saying these days? I'm dying and people still don't know my pronouns. She's dying. God damn it. I told you I wouldn't fight, but you could fucking try today. sheet of my face today and I took a second I was like hey man did I tell you that I use uh, they them pronouns and he goes yeah (laughs) and I was like cool (laughs) it's like what the fuck else am I gonna do oh shit it was funny he was like yeah anyway she's going to coffee with me (laughs) I'm like alright dude it was really funny I liked it you're upset that's okay only one of those is right and let's find out which one so i got off of all the weed and uh so then i was like oh they make like gummy vitamins now that's cool we have like a gummy based economy sounds good you can get everything in a gummy now like gasoline and shit like that so i like got some gummy vitamins i got women's multivitamins because they don't make non-binary vitamins yet some vitamin c gummies and i was like sure i'll try some fiber gummies who gives a shit Fiber gummies, that's who gives a shit. <laughs> you fucking better laugh at that. Yeah, one more night of this. <laughs> Pun bullshit. <laughs> so I like took a bunch of the vitamins because I was being healthy, and then I picked up the fiber ones, and I was like, I, look, I read the, the directions. I was like, do not exceed more than four fiber gummies, 24-hour period. So I was like, let's see what six is going to (laughs) do. It did a lot. I'll tell you that. It did a lot. They work. They work. They they do what they tell you they're going to do. And I wasn't listening, and now I do. I listen, and I heard myself a lot. So then I was like, you should just buy gummies. Like, just buy gummy bears, just the food, instead of this other shit. Let's just do that. Why not? Let's just cut to the chase. Let's just do it. So I go to the store, and I get myself a bag of the Black Forest Organic. It's very funny that a gummy bear could be organic. (laughs) Nothing about that is organic. It's fully modern. It's come out of the industrial military complex. You can't retroactively be like, it's organic! It's a molded bear. (laughs) So I bought two bags. Because the first bag is the bag I intended to buy. And the second bag is the reward for buying the first bag. (laughs) So I got in the car and I ate the second bag. Yes, I remembered which one is which. In the car. Ate that whole bag as a reward for rewarding myself (laughs) with that first bag. So then I drove home, and I was like, all right, time for that first bag, because you are home now. Those calories are from the car. These calories are from the house. Different set of calories. So I opened the bag. supposed to be five flavors of gummy bears in there. There's only two flavors of gummy bears in there. And they're my two least favorite fucking flavors. <laughs> Cherry and lemon. I was furious. So I furiously ate half the bag. <laughs> and then I got my laptop, and I opened my laptop, and I typed in my very unique password to my laptop. And then I fired up my Safari. <laughs> and I found the company's website. And I navigated to their contact us page. 
and I opened an email form and I filled in the pertinent information. And then I started to write an email that said, how in the year 2019 could a manufacturing defect like this even happen? And then I shut my laptop and was like, you have a problem. You need to write a gratitude list right now. <laughs> Great. I made you fucking laugh, you know what I mean? I want a gummy bear. There's also like a very gay looking gummy bear in the cartoon. If anyone is as old as shit like me. Nobody is. Everybody's younger. What's it like? I'm like the in age where I think nobody is gay when I'm like in my life, which is weird because like everybody is gay. <laughs> I'm like everybody younger than me is like everybody's gay. And I'm like, how? <laughs> Everybody's so fucking queer. It's great. I mean, look at these socks. You guys ready to keep the show going? Yeah. Next comic, friend of the show. Keep it going for Kieran Darrell, everybody! Thank you, guys. I am really trying. You know, I'm dressing for the job that I want. Rich. <laughs> Just rich. I think poverty is very 2017. Just done. I'm just done with poverty. I'm like ready for an infinity pool. Just want to be the Kate Blanchett of comedy. She's not funny, but I don't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Fierce bitch. That's what I want to be. Just a fierce, cunty bitch. And they're like, she's a fierce, cunty bitch. And I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you. I want my gestures to be like that too. Just like, you know, just like languid. Do you know what I mean? Hello, darling. Like, really? I wish I didn't have my phone when I walk out because I just want to be like, oh, hello. Do you know what I mean? You just step into the light and you talk about rice like a concept. You understand? That's Kate Blanchett. That's why I want to do comedy is like Kate Blanchett. You understand? That's who I want to be. That's who I want to be, Brown Kate Blanchett. I hope two years from now you're watching me on like HBO and you're like, that crazy fucking cunt did it. She fucking did that shit. She did exactly what she said at that second to last show. Uh, put your hands together while she stared just at me and it made me quite uncomfortable. That bitch did that shit and I fucking love that bitch for doing that shit. That's right. Guys, for me, I thought that 2019 was going to be Netflix and chill, but it just turned out to be CNN and Weep. It's just a lot of like, what the fuck are we doing? What an adventure. We are on a roller coaster together. That's really quite fun. White supremacy has made a comeback. Now that's fun. I'm an Indian person. You can tell by my face and your eyes. You can tell. Mm-hmm. And I talk like this, like a TED Talk. I do talk like this. I did grow up on the streets. They were tree-lined, and the public education was excellent. But... So it's surprising to me that white supremacy has made a comeback, right? Because I grew up in America as a first-generation immigrant, child of immigrants, where everyone was actually pretty fucking nice to me my entire life. They were pretty good, and, you know, we really learned that it's like, it's... it's a country for everyone, where the American dream can come true no matter who you are and what you look like. I mean, this isn't why we hate people in this country for the color of their skin. That's not who we are as a nation. <laughs> the silence makes me realize that you're all white people. <laughs> not even one person clapped <laughs> for that, and I'm quite poignant. <laughs> But I just want to say that it's like, if you do want to hate someone, all you need to do is get to know them. And then hate them. Because have you met people? They're very irritating. <laughs> oh my God, people are the worst. And they're everywhere and you can't do anything about it. You can't. You don't need to focus on gender or race or, oh, she's a woman. Like, just meet people and they'll piss you off. You understand? Like, I was leaving a Whole Foods and there was a bum who refused leftovers because he was a vegan. That's fun. That's fun. 
My father uses, he can say the word, like, this is something that I find very irritating. My father can say the word spa, and he can say the word Pacific, but he can't say specific. He says specific, specific, specific. Very irritating. Very irritating. My mother will call me on the telephone, and then she'll be like, oh, hi, get in. Hold on just a second. And I was like, you're not landing on the moon. You're not Neil Armstrong, bitch. What? You called me. Very irritating. I had a boyfriend. The boyfriend would be texting me when I was sitting right next to him on the sofa, and he'd be like, LOL, stone-faced. He is an ex boyfriend do you understand people are very irritating and i'm no different i am also very irritating i get it i won't watch an award show but one time when i was nine i painted my face gold like i was an oscar pretty irritating right i consider 12 minutes late to be 20 minutes early i'm like i didn't Pinching is my preferred form of touch, and I'm a stand-up comedian. All they want to do is hug you. And I'm like, I don't want to touch you. You're gross. You're gross, and I hate you. Unless you're a woman, you're gross. You understand? Like, that's very irritating. You're like, that wasn't very likable at all. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) The thing that brings me the most joy in the world is watching a man sit down to pee on the toilet. I love watching a man sit down to pee because in my mind, I always fill it in that he's just like in his mind. The subtext is just like, oh, the weight of patriarchy. Ah, so heavy. Just let it hang there. (laughs) Very irritating. You see, you guys are like, ah, you lost us. You lost us. It's very irritating. I, um... Uh, the way that the, the one thing I can be sure will like like when I have a bad one night stand what I'll do is I will Dutch oven the bad one night stand uh, that means that you're nodding so you know that it means you fart into the covers like you fart into the covers so that you like contain the smell of your fart so that they have to live in the fart like a cocoon like it's like a do you know what I'm talking about it's just like a cocoon of just fart smell in the covers it's just like a Hiroshima Nagasaki situation inside of the cover for that particular gentleman that's my guaranteed orgasm and that's how I know that's what I live for people very irritating and I like I said no different you know so all I'm really here to tell you is it's like You know, if you want to hate someone, it's like, don't hate them for the color of their skin. Hate them for who they are (laughs) on the inside, right? Don't hate me for this. Hate me for what's inside of my garbage heart, you know? I am pretty sure that is what Martin Luther King was talking about. That's what it was. Um, And that's pretty much... I think it's over. I think I think I caught that light pretty late. Um, thank you, Hannah. Look, listen, guys, this is true. I am going to be on a show uh, t- on television, so I really will be rich. Um, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to have so much money. Uh, but, like, but I'm telling you because, obviously, I won't be rich unless you watch it. Uh, it's going to be on um, NBC after The Good Place at 9.30 p.m. starting on Thursdays, and it's called Sunnyside with Cal Penn and some really wonderful comedians, Joel Kim Booster and Moses Storm. So thank you so much. And so if you liked this set, I've been Kieran Deal, and please tune into Sunnyside. And if you haven't enjoyed this set, then I'm Mindy Kaling. Thank you so much. I uh, think I told you guys before about the dude that was <laughs> he was talking to me. We were filming something. We were in a public toilet waiting to shoot the scene. And he just turns to me and he goes, never understood the whole hovering thing. <laughs> I tried it. Didn't get it. I was like, sir, you have a penis. <laughs> All right, well, that wasn't as funny as... <laughs> That's why I'm not on television, I guess. <laughs> 
Also, I forgot to tell you, I had a healthy conversation with my dad the other day, which is a first for me. And I told him about the mouse in the toilet, toilet, and he was like, too bad there weren't two of them. Could have given each other mouse to mouse resuscitation! (laughs) Healthiest conversation with my dad ever. He goes, you can use that one for free. Like, I'm going to pay my dad anything, ever. (laughs) Great. You guys want to see some more comedians other than myself? This next comic, one of my dear friends. I love him so much. I'm so stoked he's here. Give it up for John Ray, everybody. Hey, thanks. Give it up for Rhea Butcher, everybody. Um, uh, It's crazy, guys. On the way over here, I saw a mechanic shop called Sons and Park. And I was like, that's a weird name for a mechanic shop. Usually when you see a mechanic shop and it's a familiar name with Sons afterwards, that's how it is. And this way it was the other way around. I realized, why is it Sons and Park and not the other way around? Then I realized no one's going to want to take their car to a place called Parkinson's. <laughs> they have a shaky business model. But those commercials with Michael J. Fox are very good. These are the jokes, ladies and gentlemen. These are the things I think of. And what would it do me any good if I just kept them in here? Now you think I suck. And that's fine. That's something I'm trying to get better at dealing with. He said confidently. Just go out there and don't give a shit what they say. Just have confidence. I couldn't even say confidence just then. I had to, I, I paused. Just have that stuff. I don't, I, I'm not good at stand-up. Never was. Um, I just, I, and I haven't been doing it a lot lately because uh, uh, almost, almost two years now, uh, my dad died. Uh, and I, it's like, I, I just haven't felt the need to do stand-up since then because I don't know who to try and prove wrong anymore. <laughs> pick that up um things are going great (laughs) on this set so far just backstage i was saying i don't do well at this show someone said to me self-fulfilling prophecy i said that to me there's a difference between a children's museum and a children museum one you take kids to the other you take kids for these are the jokes in my mind and I don't like them (laughs) growing up my brother and my dad smoked pot together and I always wanted a connection with uh, my dad like my brother had so I started uh, fucking my mom come on why see if it didn't come out it's like I don't have a therapist can't afford it lost my health insurance so here I am now showing you guys what's in here so I don't feel and now I feel judged you pieces of shit You think I want to have these things? I wake up and I thought of that Parkinson's joke. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta live with that? I gotta live with that? You fucking pieces of shit. Judge me for what comes into my brain. It's not my fault. And it's okay for me to make that joke. I don't know anyone with Parkinson's. (laughs) I'm sure if I did, I'd feel real bad. Well, that's all I got. Um... I really thought things were going to go a bit better here. I thought uh, my menial fame from uh, being involved with more famous people was going to bring me uh, at least a bit of a cloud to c- come in on, but I guess uh, you guys are just too busy from laughing at uh, the Stuber trailers. Um, I, uh, I, I do, I, I, I'm getting older. I turned 37 in uh, a couple of weeks, and I, uh, I'm not looking. There's a bunch of stuff I've been doing in my 30s I never did in my 20s, and uh, one, one of them is I, uh, I take longer, hotter showers. Anyone else do that when they get older? They just take longer, hotter showers? I used to, when I was young, I'd get in the shower, jump in, get out. No, no fuss, no muss. Barely washing my hair. It was obvious from the pictures of, a, of me as a young person. But now I go in there, and I just turn the heat up as much as it can go, and then just let the water cascade over me and then I lean my head up against the wall of the shower and I just stand there like an undercover cop after a bad day on the job. (sighs) It's in slow motion. Um, It wasn't supposed to go down like that. (laughs) What's going on in there? I can't can't leave me alone. I can't keep this up. (laughs) 
Another thing I do in my 30s, I never do in my 20s. If I'm out and about and I have nothing to do, um, uh, I won't. I don't like to go home and then go back out because if I go home, I'm afraid I'll take a nap that'll last the rest of the day. <laughs> so I'll just stay out. And what I do to stay awake is just I sit in a parked car in a parking lot drinking coffee. Like a dad that hasn't told his family he's been laid off yet. <laughs> and he's still leaving in the morning with the briefcase and still going, I'll see you after work. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Another thing I do is I stopped riding my bike to bars. Because when you're a kid, like, you know, it looks cool. You're riding your bike. You're fit. You're, you, you know, you're saving the environment. Except for the fact when you walk into a bar and you're just sweating. You're like, water and a beer, please. <laughs> but you, you know, now it's like as an adult man. I, if I'm riding my bike to a bar, someone's going to do the same thing I do when I see an adult man riding a bike. I go, mm, DUI. <laughs> There's a couple things you think about when you see an old man riding a bicycle. You go, they got a DUI. And if you, someone has an entire full sleeve full of tattoo, swastikas. Ho! That's just the truth. I guess you guys are all just soaking that in. Or is this a full sleeve tattoo convention? of people that have covered up swastikas? Or is the term swastika a Hindu term, I'll have you know, said the white man on stage. (laughs) I'm sorry I said swastika. It's okay? All right. I didn't really... You know what? It's on me. I should have known to not say swastika. Swastika? What is it? What's how you say it? How do you say it? Someone else say the word. Someone say the word. Oh, you fucking suck. Shame! Shame! She got more laughs when she said it than me. What world is this? Because she's in the shadows? That's how the dark web works, idiots. It's been brewing a long time. I said we should have built a wall around Orange County a long time ago. And yet you laughed and said, but good ska comes from there. And I said, there's no such thing. I've been Jonah Ray, and I've never done well with the show. Thank you so much. I never do crowd work, so I'm going to do crowd work because there's two comics left. Somebody just said, yes. <laughs> I'm like, there's only two of these left, so why the fuck not? <laughs> Look, the reason why it was funny when that guy said I never got the hovering thing. I was like, did you do it when you were shitting? Because none of us hovered a shit. Oh, we think we're going to. And then we get in there and it's go time and you are at least one cheek down on that. I also recently had to change my menstrual cup at Dodger Stadium. I was earlier bragging to a friend before we're not, I mean, I was just like saying, it's great, it's life changing, I love it. It's so freeing, makes me wanna play sports. And because I was going on and on and on and on about how great my life is with this fucking menstrual cup, I forgot to dump it at her private residence. And I got all the way to Dodger Stadium and I received my size medium Cody Bellinger promotional jersey, which of course, was in white. And because it was a medium, it was about down to here. And then I got into that bathroom and was like, holy MacGyver fucking shit. How am I gonna do this? I literally had blood all over my hands and it was like holding the jersey with my elbows, trying to tie a side knot. And look, if you are a gender non-conforming person, and people fuck with you in a bathroom. Go on your fucking period. And walk out of the bathroom. With so 
some bloody gremlin hands with a cup that is just as bloody that looks like a tiny solo cup until they look even closer and they're like, ah, the heart! I didn't say a word. Everyone just parted. <laughs> they're all like, what are you doing? Uh, I didn't get any blood on that fucking jersey. I got it all over Dodger Stadium. (laughs) All right, we got two comics left on the show. Are you excited? Next comic, keep it going for her. One of my favorites. Give it up for Sarah Schaefer, everybody. Hello. Let's give it up for Put Your Hands Together. This show is one of my favorite shows to do, and they've always been so generous with um, me and asking for spots and things, so I just wanted to say thank you to them. Yeah. (laughs) Love you so much. Um, So anybody else having trouble falling asleep these days? Yeah. Um, for me, it's like just very simple. I'm just afraid of the dark because um, that's when murder happens. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> true crime documentaries. Who's done? I'm full up. <laughs> I'm fully traumatized head to do- toe. I can't take one more true crime thing. Uh, I'm now afraid to leave my house, which is a problem because that's usually where it goes down. Um <laughs> comic left. Y'all ready? She's one of my absolute favorites. You're going to love her. Please give a warm welcome to Deborah DiGiovanni, everybody! Hello, everyone. It's Deborah. It's very nice to be here. Uh, I'll tell you this. uh, The last show I did was a burlesque show. And yeah, I did do burlesque. Calm down. But I'll tell you this. It was, I had to follow a beautiful woman and she did a sexy dance. And I was watching her and I was like, I have never undressed that sexy in my life. Do you know what I mean? How I do it, I like to kick my jeans off with my shoes still on. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's my move in the door of my apartment. Like in the door well of my apartment. I'm halfway in, I'm halfway out. I am terrifying my neighbor across the hall. Her name is Kazuko. She's 89. Her heart can't take it. I'm not going to lie to you. She really can't. She is adorable. She barely doesn't speak English. We talk every day. We speak every day. Uh, no English at all. And when she just talks to me, and I'm always like, <laughs> I love her. Four years we've been doing this. And sometimes she just knocks on my door, hands me a jar. I open that jar. And then she shuffles back to the apartment across the hall. And I gotta t- it makes me feel like I'm the husband in a bad marriage, and I'm fucking into it. You know what I mean? I am. I want to win her back. I'm like, I love you, guys. You know, what am I gonna, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna think of something. You know what I mean? It is fun. Now, I'll say this to you. I'm an old woman, gross, but I'll say this to you. Now, I am, I, I am fortunate because I do look younger than I am, and the reason for that is no emotional growth. None at all. Just stunted emotionally. I had no progress. What this is arrested development. I, if I could bottle it, I'd be a rich woman. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is trouble. It really is. Cry too much. But anyway, I'm going to my new doctor next week. Don't be jealous. I am going to a new doctor. I'm very excited. I live in West Hollywood, like on the cusp of the Russian neighborhood. And if you are Russian, good for you. But here's, can we say this? Can we say this? Russian is a terrifying accent. Are we, can we admit that? Not a friendly accent. Can we say this? My old doctor, Russian neighborhood, I'm not even sure it was a doctor's office, to be honest. There was meat hanging in the corner, like a slab of meat. I walked in, a woman was punching it. I was like, am I next? Is this the physical? What's happening? And then this, the the receptionist said this to me, not receiving. She was not receptive at all. This is what she said to me. You sick? I was like, no, no. And then she, sick is extra. Sick is extra. I was like, I don't, I don't know what that means. I'm Canadian. I'm scared to death right now. All right. And my doctor, bless her, she had a mohawk. Now listen to me when I say this. Her choice, her choice, terrifying. Your doctor walks in with a fucking mohawk. I swear to God, no sleeves. Her lab coat was sleeveless. I'm telling you. 
She ripped the sleeves off when she entered the room. Let's do this. Ah, sick as extra. I said, what is that? She pinned me. She pinned me. And I got to say, my back feels great. I'm not going to lie to her. I really, it does. It feels good. Terrifying. Now, I'll say this to you. One of the reasons I don't want to die, top three reasons I don't want to die, is because I don't want the coroner to know what my last meal was. Do you know what I'm saying? That part scares me. Do you know? I don't need to be judged in that moment. We're very vulnerable. They opened me up and they're like, it was just Oreos. It was just, who had Oreos? You know what I mean? That is probably what took her. (laughs) That's probably what's gonna take me. That'll be the COD, the cause of death. That'll be the cause. I watch a lot of shows about murder. As Sarah was talking about, I, I do. I watch too many shows about murder. Like, I, I put a lot of cuckoo in, so now cuckoo coming out. You know what I'm saying? It starts to leak out of you. Like, I have made, I now make all regular everyday occurrences in life into horror movies. I can make anything scary. So I'm having a, I'm having a snack, because I live my life. And I'm having a snack. And I had a handful of peanut butter. Do you do this? Do you ever do... Like, we're talking a four-finger scoop of peanut butter. Oh, my God, let's live. Let's live. You know, just in, down, up, in. You know what I mean? That is, it's a natural movement. It's a natural movement. And no dishes is what I'm telling you. You know what I mean? Which is a good idea. I can run a magazine. This is nature's spoon. Look at that. Nature's spoon right there. I don't even have to try that. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Warm fingers, cold peanut butter, you've not fucking lived. You've not lived! <laughs> try it! Oh, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it already. Now listen to me right now. But do you ever do this? Do you ever open the jar of peanut butter and you panic because you don't recognize the tracks in the peanut butter jar? <laughs> do you ever do that? You're opening it up and you're all like, I don't remember that scoop. Who the fuck took that scoop? You know what I mean? And then you assume someone is living in your crawl space waiting to murder you. <laughs> you know Because that that's what I would do if I was going to murder someone. I'd have some peanut butter. You know what I mean? A little protein. Oh! <laughs> These are just ideas. These are just ideas. Uh, I think I think we do a lot of us enjoy murder I think a lot of women right now are very into murder is that a weird thing to say but it's true I, we have a murder fantasy because whenever I'm watching a show about murder I'm always like oh my god I'm not dead <laughs> it's so great it's not me and also like I, I don't want to be murdered but I want you to want to murder me do you know what I'm saying like <laughs> there's nothing different about murder you fucking love me or you fucking hate me and that's what I want I don't want the half please don't murder me after the show this is a message there's I got a bad knee. I can't. Why did I tell you that? Why did I tell you I have a bad knee? I'm making it easy. It's like I want to be murdered. Do you see what I'm saying? It's the circle of life. Now I'll say this. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm very warm. I'm going to tell you this right now. This is this is a fact. Uh, I don't believe anyone on the planet actually enjoys camping. I think you just want to do drugs outside. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. I'm almost a doctor at this point. And I'm going to tell you this. The only people that are happy going to the bathroom outside high on mushrooms. That is the only people. And I'll tell you this, another thing too, everyone. If you go camping, you are asking to be murdered. I'm sorry, this is it. You know this. Crazy people live in the woods. A murder, all serial killers fucking go to the woods. I don't make this up. I'm just telling you the facts. You know what I'm talking about? And my best friend goes camping with her husband. She's like, I'm safe. We're in a tent. I'm like, a fucking fuck, a tent? A tent? Tents are made of Kleenex. Am I wrong? Is that not? What is that? You're going to be safe with a zipper? Zipper door from Cuckoo outside? Okay, have you seen a sleeping bag, everyone? A sleeping bag is a to-go bag for a murderer. Are you fucking kidding me? That is a doggy bag if I've ever seen one. Just zip it up, take it home, eat you later. I don't know what they do. That's a good idea, though. They should do that. If they're not, they should. That is a waste of resources. Now, here's something else I'll tell you. I was watching a show. Have you heard of it? And... Uh, a woman was being interviewed, and this woman was. Uh, cl- she claimed that she had sex with a ghost. That's what she said. She wasn't scared about it either. She was very. She's like, you know, I went to bed, and a spirit came to me, and we made love. And I was watching this, thinking, if that is true, <laughs> I am going to bed earlier. Are you with me? <laughs> Get me out of here! What am I? Knock me out! What am I doing here? You know what I mean? Oh gosh! Now I'll say this to you. I get hit on by an abnormal amount of magicians. Now, here's the thing. More, more than six. And that is... I blame me. I blame myself. I really do. And that is a true story. That's not even a joke. To be honest, this isn't my, this isn't my joke book. This is my journal. Why am I reading this? This is weird. Wrong book. Anyway, I... Uh, I went 
went on Tinder for like five minutes because I lost a bet. Uh, my friend Zach bet me to go on Tinder for a month, and so what I did was I was on Tinder for two days, and then I canceled it, and then I lied to my friend for 28 days because I am a good person. But you know this about Tinder in Los Angeles. There are no sixes in L.A. on Tinder. It's either monster or the best-looking man I've ever seen in my life. There's no halfway. You know what I mean? There's none of those dudes that you're like, he's got a weird eye, but he can dance. None of those. None of those dudes. Those are my dudes. You know what I'm saying? I love a weird little fucked up six. You know what I mean? I need like a half a cup of ugly in my dude. You know what I mean? I need a weird tooth. I need a limp. I love a limp. Oh my God. I, I can keep up with the limp. You know what I'm talking about? I almost get him. I almost get him. Then he turns left. He knows I can't go left. God damn it. But that's that's how I do it. And I'll tell you, most of the dudes on, tw- on a Tinder, they look like they want to either wear my skin. Do you know what I mean? Or uh, I want to wear their skin. <laughs> You know, okay, I am definitely going to jail. I am for sure. You can, I'm not, I am going to prison. And I'm not scared of prison, honestly. The only thing that frightens me about prison is I'm scared I'm not going to make any friends. I got to tell you. That's what keeps me up. Because it's not the loss of freedom. It's the loneliness. It'll get you. Can you imagine being in jail for five years and not making any friends? <laughs> you know, it's like moving to L.A. all over again. All right, that... Oh, that was too soon, am I right? That was too, that hurt my heart. <laughs> you know? Of course, everything hurts my heart. I should exercise. Anyway, guys, you've been lovely. Thanks so much. Good night, good night, good night. Bye, 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 bye. improv team made up of four best friends, Lauren Lapkus, Stephanie Allen, Mary Holland, and Aaron Whitehead. In their long-running show, The Perspective, they get cozy with each other in an engaging, hilarious, and candid conversation, followed by an improv set. It's kind of like The View, but the women are friends, plus drinking. Listen along as the group is joined by fellow actors and comedians like Matthew Gray Gubler, Jason Manzukis, and more, only on Stitcher Premium. To listen to the new season of Wild Horses, sign up at stitcherpremium.com and use promo code PYHT for a free month trial. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <laughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos, <laughs> ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.